Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Johnson. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about something new and I love that because new stuff is great. Old stuff is great, but new stuff is great. This is a Netflix original part of a trilogy that came out a couple weeks ago. We are talking about Fear Street, Part 1, 1994. Stay tuned, everybody. All right, Tim, give us the synopsis, buddy. Well, a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter an ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders and have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to brass tacks. Tim, you bring up an extremely good point. This is new horror based on kind of old horror, really, from the 90s, I guess. Um, it was it was announced actually pretty quickly that Netflix was going to be doing R.L. Stein's to Fear Street. And they stated that they were going to do a movie. They stated they might do a small series. It was kind of up in the air as to what they were doing. But in actuality, what they were putting together was a series of movies. So it was kind of like everything that they were saying was real here. Based on, obviously, the Fear Street novels, it's a young adult fiction series in the 90s when some... I did. did. You read them, Adam? I, I really did. Of course he did. <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted to ask, because I know that he loved Goosebumps, and he was always going on about Goosebumps. So I wanted to make sure that, like, because it is also R.L. Stein, did he read these? And because you did read them, I didn't how how much based off um, are they i got i got to like, admit i don't think that i actually read any of the material that these ones were based on specifically it's it's almost like they're bringing together kind of like what goosebumps did i can't really picture that this was one or two or three specific stories that were written this is almost like they amalgamated the stories of many books together to bring out the story of Sarah fear and, and the witch trial that happened and, 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 and the slashers, um, the slashers themselves and the stories behind the crazy people, the people who break and the, the ideas of the, of the, the, the people and the curse of shady side is, is strewn throughout the books. 
So there's always reference to these people. There's all these stories do play out, but they're usually individual and stuff like this. Um, there's ghostly apparitions, there's serial killers, there's vampire type creatures. There's all kinds of shit that happens in, in the fear street books. So this is very, Go ahead. so is this is the, the book series, is it non-linear like goosebumps and they just kind of link together with like storylines like an and take anthology away kind of. Yeah. Or... For the most part, the, the series is anthology based on the fear street kids. You know what I mean? Um, however, there are stories that link directly together. There are stories that are there. There's like, you know, two or three books in a series. So there's a trilogy of books that have to do with cheerleaders and ghostly possession and all this kind of shit. Um, and then there's obviously times like, um, where, where you get like, um, you know, a story that comes out a year afterwards that ties into the events of another one, but it's not a direct report. It's just, it references the fact that somebody in this book knows about that story. So he did kind of build this mesh and web of stories that all came together under the guise of fear street itself. So it was just kind of like one of those series where it's like, here's an anthology of stories all based around the random shit that happens to people of this, the wrong side of the tracks is essentially what it is, right? Shady side, right? They get the shit dumped on them. So, um, no, it's good uh, in that way. The the book series, so it was, you're right, Tim. Like, I enjoyed Goosebumps because I was of that age, but I was starting to get above that age at that time, too. And I'm big on horror, so I was looking for horror literature that I could easily access from, like, my, my public library, my school library, etc. And then I started getting into Fear Street. My brother read Fear Street. I started reading it. I read uh, other books by other authors, like Christopher Pike, that all fell into the same categories and and age brackets uh but the fear street books always stood out to me they were they were they were pretty cool and i did like the idea that there's there's a curse on this the wrong side of the tracks that's causing people to go crazy apparitions to happen people freaking die every other day there it's it's it was kind of cool it was kind of cool Pretty much just goosebumps. Yeah, basically, up, yes. It? It, it is essentially goosebumps for the next level. Because some of the, I do remember some of the things in the books being pretty, you know, explicit when it comes to, you know, how people died. Or, or you know, they see this, this headless apparition, but the headless apparition, like, it gives really good detail as to, like, the blood and the gore and the spinal column showing up and shit like this, right? Like, it's, it was definitely goosebumps to the next level for all intents and purposes, from everything that I remember. So here we have the story of Fear Street itself, uh, told upon three different uh, time periods, but focusing tonight on 1994, the beginning of our story, a, a retro throwback that a lot of people claim is kind of like in the Stranger Things type of category, but, I mean, it's based on... the t it's, it's, a, it's actually a product of its time, the 1994 time period in which these books were, were extremely popular. Um... I'm just going to say it. This movie felt like very much influenced by Scream. Mm -hmm. Like, aside from, you know, Skullface or whatever we're calling him, whatever his name was, um, like, just the aesthetic and, like, it just felt like I was watching Scream. And that's not a bad thing. Well, for that, for that part, definitely. Like, Skullface is, without a doubt, yeah. Ghostface, like... Yeah. I don't think there's anybody debating that. No, hundred no. percent. And you know, and sl no, but I just mean the fact that it is '94. Scream came out in '94. Like it just, it felt 
they did a good job keeping that aesthetic yeah. the same. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and it, it becomes believable to me, too, that they use the time frames that they did, like 78 and 94, because let's face it, like some of the things that occur in this movie really feel like they could have happened in those time periods, you know, like the discovery of things that nobody else has found in the woods, the, the you know, the idea of, you know, uh, uh, secrets still being uncovered and stuff like this, right? Like today you look at it and it's like, you know, shit, we know a lot about our history and our past and all these urban legends and stories because the times of the internet and the amount of people with phones and can document shit, you know, like we figure shit out all the time, but like back in the seventies and the nineties, like it was just like there were stories and all of a sudden there was a reality to it when people start to uncover things and find the history and the truth behind things it becomes more believable in that time frame in my opinion yeah yeah it was just right before, right before everything, everything changed. changed good way to put it so here we have the the story essentially of a a guy who goes crazy it becomes like a scream scenario where he starts murdering people and then all of a sudden after he's been killed and taken down, he reappears and he's still killing people and he's still after people. And that's part of what they consider to be the fear street curse. The, the, uh, the shady side curse. They come to find out that there's a whole story behind this. There's uh there's a, a curse from the actual witch, Sarah fear, which is a, a play on why they call fear street, fear street. It's fear, fear, et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to know funny? Something funny. I didn't get that correlation until like almost done the third movie <laughs> because to be to be fair her name is spelled different right her name sarah fear and then i i said i go fear fear street That's wait like a, a minute they're on yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough tim fair enough tim <laughs> i have fun i have fun i got a little bit of a vibe out front like like it was ghostbusters in the in the bookstore mm. they were kind of panning yeah. down the different yeah. i was like oh wicked okay i'm i'm liking this and then it was almost instantly it did a flop a f like a flip where now it's scream i'm like okay mm -hmm. i can deal with this absolutely oh. and and, yeah. and i love the i love the, the 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 color aesthetics to the shots uh you know the choice of everything this movie plain and simple everything that i've been seeing you know this movie is very polarizing for the horror community right now we have a lot of people who feel like kind of like the energy that we're bringing to this right now this is new this is fresh this this feels pretty good to get something you know new that doesn't look like total and utter ass and and we got the other half of people going yeah it's just another fucking 90s ripoff slasher movie so you know you're gonna have people in 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 every walk of horror life people are gonna appreciate this people aren't going to um so it, it, I guess it really depends on what kind of a horror movie mood you're in for, right? Like, I went into this going, okay, I know the books, but I also know that adaptations can kind of suck balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not too often when you're going to walk into an adaptation nowadays, you know, and especially one where you're looking at a young adult series and go, yeah, that's going to be great. I had little to no expectation when no, I went into and, this, to no, be honest. Agreed. And I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it, Adam. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that looks fun. That looks from a time yeah. I remember. Right. I mean, I know nothing of the Fear Street books. So I went into this with no expectations. If it sucked, it sucked. 
Luckily right. for me, my opinion was it didn't. It was fun. So I'm the I'm in the same boat, Tim. I'm in the same boat. I hadn't seen I haven't read anything or seen anything before either. So I think one of the biggest gripes uh by some of the horror fans and myself included even is it did feel a little too teen drama at points. Like I felt very much like Riverdale. Uh hmm. just like the kind CW. of like this revision of horror, but but not horror enough to be like R-rated horror. It's somewhere in the middle. Like it's not goosebumps, and it's not like spill your guts out, brain dead, evil dead, nightmare on Elm Street, whatever. It's somewhere in the middle, and I I can see why diehards aren't yeah. super keen on that. But it was a fun story. Like there's. I almost put this fun. in the cat- same category as I would a movie like The Monster Squad. Like The Monster Squad wasn't total balls to the wall horror movie, but it had monsters, it had blood, it had some some good kills into it, but it was also kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like I sat down and watched this with my kids yeah. and my kids were like, "Damn, that was pretty good." You know, like that was really good. You know, and it's it's not like it was like the most extreme horror movie and it wasn't like Goosebumps like you said, but it it kind of sits in that middle realm. I would almost consider this to be like if somebody came to me tomorrow and said, "Hey, um I want to introduce like my young teen to horror yeah. i'd be like fear street monster squad fear street this it's entry-level entry horror. horror but can you really not enjoy entry-level horror that's the one thing that i'm trying to get over with this is that there are a lot of people like ah oh, it's too too not horror enough hey horror is horror to me at this point right like it's it's cool visuals it's kill kills yeah, it's, it's good story it's kind of one of those movies where like i can understand where like some horror elitists would kind of look down on it right but at the end of the day i just want something fun to watch and you know some some gore and a fun story and some good characters and like i had fun watching this movie and i'm like i can be very snobby when it comes to horror (laughs) movies you know all about that we we know yeah yeah. we know definitely so anything else anybody anything that anybody wants to talk about when it comes to the actual storyline itself here um, I felt they, uh, it, just sitting here after watching all three of them and not getting into the other two, but it's, it's very formulaic how they did these movies. They're almost like it was the same recipe for each one, just a different time period, even to the point where they had time specific, you know, soundtracks going very like montages at the same points in all three movies except for 1966 or eight uh 1666 um but i just Hmm. i don't know like there's 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 things that like i can gripe on but i mean at the end of the day like i said it was it was it was a fun overall story i felt like they kind of took too long get it going like it was like an hour of setup and some random shit and then the last hour was like let's go right i wanted more of the let's go i'm jumping on board of that too tim because when i first looked at the uh, how long it was it was like an hour 47 or something like holy yeah. crap i didn't i didn't, i had no idea that it was going to be i mean you got to fit a lot of stuff in an hour and 47 minutes yeah so um for the first time it was my biggest gripe too is yeah. they, they felt that that space with teen drama instead of right. filling that space with horror. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that's true, but I'll, I mean, I'll take that yeah. to the to the next level too. So, when you look at things like, I know what you did last summer. 
I know what you did last summer was based on a book that was literally written for young adult readers. And I got into an actual argument with somebody on one of the forums, which you should never do, apparently, where somebody was like, you know, no, <laughs> you don't argue on the internet. You can't Adam. win. That's rule Jeez. number one. You don't. Love, well, somebody was literally like, that. this movie is like, you know, crap. It's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it, it should be up there with like Scream. And I know what you did last summer for Blood and Horror. And I'm like, you know, I know what you did last summer is based on a young adult novel written like almost identical to everything that, that Arl Stein put out for Fear Street. No, it wasn't. All right. I guess I lost that conversation because this guy doesn't actually know that I know what he did last summer was a young adult hey. book. Ah. Uh, so, but that, but that's the thing that I'm saying is that it's like, you know, there are people who will look at this nowadays and that's the horror elitist type of situation. And the, you know, the horror snobs in some cases and be like, it, it's too kitty for me. Fine. Okay. It's too kitty for you, but don't then proceed to say that something else is better when it's the same thing. That's all I'm going to say, I guess. That's all I got to say. What you got to say about that? But what I'm really oh, interested in right now <laughs> is Josh's notes. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've only watched the first well, one. I haven't seen all three yet. No, it's all just all the first one. We're only talking the first one anyway. I've only seen the first one. I've only seen the first one! <laughs> My first viewing of Fear Street 1994 took place July 6, 2021 at 7.36pm. Uh, right off the bat, we get a meta joke where they comment about lowbrow horror and how they don't want to watch lowbrow horror. And that gave me the chuckles because that made me assume I'm going to go watch some lowbrow horror. Yes. <laughs> uh, quote, Ryan, it's me. It's me. Ryan, it's me. Yeah, no shit. I, I don't think like, at any point, they, they were questioning whether or not it's you. Uh, so Sunnyvale has some sort of witch curse. Hey, she was just trying to plead with him to get through. And well, okay. it didn't work. Obviously. Early internet AOL chats. That's some good nostalgia right there. I, I was a little concerned that this, this uh, film set in the 90s wouldn't have enough proper 90s elf pogs and other, uh, you know... Pop culture references. What a reference that was. Uh, the 90s soundtrack is pretty on point. I'll give it that. This is a full-on like Springfield versus Shelbyville situation. These two towns are full-on at war over the lemon tree. That's, oh, snap. I got the old lesbian switcheroo. That will teach me to do the old uh, gender norms and thinking Sam was a man. Uh, who the fuck is driving this bus? These kids are unruly as shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing. Man, the same thing. Uh, I was a child in the 90s, and if you, like, threw your fucking ho-ho down the aisle or something in the bus, that motherfucker pulled over. He's like, you gotta get off the bus. These guys are throwing barrels and open the emergency exits like full-on Donkey Kong. Uh... Breaking and entering just to take dirty laundry. That's strange. He was sniffing the underroofs. Uh, yeah, very strange. <laughs> so far, very Scream-esque. Very Scream with the, the masked assailant. Uh, when you're dealing with a human, 
it really agitates me when there's like five people and they don't just charge them. Like, if you if you're just dealing with like a normal person and they got no supernatural powers, just five on one them. You'll get them. I don't care if you're ten year old little girls. Five year, you can take them down. Uh, wait, what? He is a zombie. Oh. And then I started blasting away meme. I just picked. I, I remember what happened. I just picked. Then I started to blasting. And then I just started blasting. <laughs> uh, hot and normal until she attacked me with the razor. Quote. It's good. Okay. This town throws around the threat. I'm going to kill you. An awful lot, considering how much murder there is. I, like anyone that slights them, they're like, "I'm going to kill you." You probably shouldn't say that in a town with this much murder. Like, you're, you're going to be suspect number one. Were they chanting like "Kill them, yeah. kill them" in the bus? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. did. There's another red flag for the driver. Like, sit down right? and hold over. <laughs> Clam up. Where's that uh, the bus driver from South Park? <laughs> Get on with the bus. Yeah. Uh, did you go to Pound Town? <laughs> That's nineties. Funny. Uh, fire killed ghosts, apparently. So that's one of the rules they establish. Uh, this is the way. Quote. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I got it, and I was. Okay. I said it's the back way. The TV. Didn't yep. we all? This is the way. Uh, first she dies. Obvious solution is obvious. She needs to OD on all the drugs. Uh, home advantage, grocery store. I would wreck some demon witches at the grocery store. That's brilliant. Advantage? Nice. <laughs> One of my favorite things about any horror movie is to try and pick out the differentiator. The kill that you will never see in another horror movie. And I think for this one, it's drowning in a lobster. Uh, no, I'm going to disagree I with that one. Bread maker, that. The bread, the bread, bread slicer. Uh, yeah, the, the bread, bread maker was cutter. good too. Oh. Yeah. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, yeah, drowning in the lobster tank, that is most definitely a new one. And then I wrote, holy fuck, head in the bread slicer. Uh, come on, Sam, die already. You're taking far too long just to die. I wrote, you need CPR, not EpiPen, <laughs> you idiot. And how many like more six? Jeez. Oh, oodles. Just popping them Like double-handing it. it. She watched too much Pulp Fiction. That was the problem. She thought it was just going to be Pulp Fiction. You're going to pop it in, and Uma Thurman's going to pop right up. Uh, this poor lady's lungs are just full of lobster poop. <laughs> I, I feel nothing but sympathy. <laughs> And my last line here are these kids are rock solid with the lies of the cops. As soon as the cop starts interrogating them, they all have the exact same line. They're, they're just their shit rock straight. solid. And those are my notes from Fear Street Good 1994. Notes, Josh. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It, uh, it wasn't as horror as I thought it was going to be. I, I was picturing for some reason I thought it was going to be kind of like the... Um, American Horror Story, the like slasher series they did on that. So I was kind of anticipating that a little bit when I saw the trailer. And then once I got into it, I kind of realized it was more of a, a Riverdale kind of Sabrina, the teenage witch kind of yeah. teen drama kind of. 
good notes though, man. Good notes. I mean, like you said, it sounds like you had fun with this and yeah, I, I totally, the, 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 the lobster tank was fun, you know, and, but it was, it was, it was lengthy because you're just sitting there watching and at the, I'm a, I'm in the same way. I was just like, just fucking drown already. <laughs> like she can't have that much lung capacity at this point. Right. But head in the bread slicer by far. Like I was, I was taken aback and we'll talk about effects work here in a second, but I was taken aback by the actual kills in this because I was thinking to myself, if it was supposed to be anything like a 90 slasher, a lot of 90 slashers, it was camera angles and tricks and you see somebody slash and then they pull away and they've already got the effect work. But now with the, you know, the, the good CGI that we can do and the really good effects work that, that we've been improving on when somebody gets an ax to the fucking head in this movie, it looks like they're taking an ax to the fucking head in this movie. When they get through the bread slicer, that's brutal as shit. And I love it. So definitely Aaron, you got to talk to us about the effects work. In yeah. This movie. To, to, well, well, to, to kind of add on that, Adam, um, you know, the combination of the visual effects and, and, you know, like an old Tom Savini illusion with the machete that's already got the cutout for the head and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they're still doing that in reverse, but they're adding a whole bunch of really cool elements to it when it comes to the, to yeah. the, VF, to the VFX. Right. So it's absolutely looking like, you know, like the old school effect, but they're adding their level of, of gore to it when it actually you know, clubs a guy in the side of the head or whatever. I thought that was pretty brutal uh, with the axe, right? And 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 right after the, the the bread cutter thing, that was wicked. I thought that was awesome. I didn't think she was going to die. I thought she was going to get away or something. I. I but like, at that point in the movie, though, I'm going to be honest. If they didn't yeah. kill one of the main characters, I was going to be pissed. Right. Like it's like, you know what I mean? And I mean, as much as I liked um, Kate, her kill, I went. Ah! Yeah. What? <laughs> I I did not. I knew uh, that there was going to be some some effects in there, but but when when she was struggling, and I'm like, no, she's not going to go through the bread cutter. No, 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 no. <coughs> she's going through the bread cutter, and then it showed the top top down where her face was kind of flayed. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. That's wicked. I remember Adam that you saying something like that. You said just wait for for the effect, and uh, and I did, and I, I knew exactly which one it was. And it did not uh, disappoint. The film, but uh, no, it didn't. It was really good. It's I funny enjoyed. because working in a grocery store, there's so many safety protocols against the bread slicer, and everyone's like, "Oh, it just slices bread. Why do I need to do all these safety courses?" If anybody breaks into the store at night, this could happen to you. <laughs> Uh, I already mentioned something about the uh, the Ghostbusters kind of feel that I had right out of the get go. I didn't know because I I didn't know what to expect with this because I never read any of the books or anything like that growing up. Uh, I didn't even watch any of the Goosebump stuff. Um, I just jumped <laughs> <right> in there. <laughs> that wasn't a hit towards mm. you, Adam. I mean, you know, mm. a little respect, respect. A little, yeah, a little bit. I, I watched Goosebumps too when I was six. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got, I... <laughs> Can we just take a minute, all of us collectively, and stop? Stop. We get... No, no, no. I'm good. Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> look, look. He's not. He's not scared. I, I, okay, I'm excited. I'm getting goosebumps from this. Oh, no, just. Oh, oh 
<laughs> Continue, Aaron, please. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the next thing that I that I really thought was really cool was the stab slide, is what I called it. When the when the skull face kind of lunged at the yeah. at the girl in the, in the mall and just stabbed it went sliding across the floor with the knife Power in her slide. Right. I'm like, <laughs> wicked. That's awesome. Right. You don't see that that too often. Um and by the way, you know, you could have taken the Phantom out of the freak show and, and just thrown him in this role. And I would have, you know, I could have I could have been the guy on the rampage here. Right. If you've ever been to the freak show. So I had that written. Down I don't here. I don't I don't see any similarities at all. No, no. OK. Well. <laughs> I thought, Aaron, I'm going to be honest. I thought that the whole time. <laughs> That's what, I'm sitting here going, this is wicked. Yeah, this is wicked. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like. I really like the way that they had the opening credits. Thought that was awesome. I know that's a little delayed, but um, and the soundtrack rocks. Now I did pick out a couple songs during the soundtrack that I had to look up. Uh, I know this doesn't have anything to do with effects, but some of the songs came out in '96, I believe, and a little later. Um, but unless you can look that up, right? Yeah, <laughs> you would. You wouldn't know, I guess. I thought it was awesome. The soundtrack's awesome. I love. Stranger can Things I, because of the, of the soundtrack and stuff. Can so I just say, like, right. it's like, do you need to play them all consecutively, back to back, <laughs> with no gap? And it was just like, come on. Like, we get it that there was a lot of great music in nine, the early 90s. There was. Yeah. And, you know, when we, you go to 1978, the next part, they do the yeah, same great thing. Great fucking songs, just... Yeah. Right. Yeah, they gotta remind you. They gotta remind you what era you're in, Tim. Yeah. Oh, did you forget I, that you're in the nineties? The fucking movie is <laughs> called Part One, nineteen ninety four. Like they're not, they're not trying to pull a fast. Surprise! It's ninety four. They just gotta keep you in in the in the spirit of nineties in the I teen just, spirit. I just felt like the soundtrack was great. The songs that they picked were great, but like the consecutive boom 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 like they're on the I, bus it was like with yeah. each cut of the movie there was a different song like yeah. each shot was different a different song and it was it like started out well like they used trent reznor nine inch nails right out of the get-go and i was like yeah okay nice. i'm feeling this this is wicked right and we use using wicked a lot obviously wicked wicked <laughs> <laughs> so my next thing is the school seems very tolerant but, they, but right. then again, it was 1994. But I remember back in 1994, and it wasn't that tolerant. Uh, I mean, it was pretty tolerant. You could say yeah. a lot of stuff. But you're dragging like a fake body through a school after <laughs> somebody just died, and they're still putting like cards and shit on her locker. And this guy goes running by with this corpse tied to his leg. Well, and that and that reminded <laughs> me of Scream because when they the, the two guys were running through with the fucking masks on, making fun of Casey Becker's death. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Right. So that was, uh, yeah, that was, you're right, Adam. That was like right out of the scream. scream. And that's like their, their school mascot is the witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the sunny side devils and the the sunny veil devils and the shady side witches. That's right. That's right. Weird. That's weird. Does anybody find that that's a little strange? I do. Yeah, a little. Almost, uh, okay. almost convenient. I thought it was that's, kind of... that's what we're dealing with is witches, right? <laughs> I, I thought that's why it was the witches. 
based on. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, they also named the street after. Is that right, Tim? <laughs> Shut up. Yes. Yes. You may proceed. <laughs> I thought the transitions were pretty good in this, but I did think that uh, I agree with you, Tim, that that the music, they could have just spread that out a little bit more. But the transitions were very cool. Some of those some of those things were absolutely just flawless when it came to the transitions. Um, I could use this as a promotional video. There's no rules in this town. Uh, there's a part where. A guy gets a razor to the side of the neck, and you can see him get nicked. And it's a blonde fella. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but he gets a nick to the side of his face. And then the next scene, he's with all his friends again, and there's nothing there. So I did pick up on that. Um, the effects, yeah, the effects in this were mostly blood effects. Um, but you have some characters that have just pull-on masks. So what... You know, this is fantastic for for an effects crew to come in and do some some gore effects and and develop a couple masks that uh, that are going to be semi freaky, but not too too over the top, I guess, uh, when it comes to an L. L. Stein film. But uh, I really like the like the burlap sack guy. I I think he looked really kind of cool. Um, Nightwing. Yeah, Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was very cool, and I liked how they had like the sexy witch with the scarring and stuff. I, I really liked that too. Um, it was kind of like showing like a pretty against the skull face, and then the dude with the the Nightwing. what'd you call him the Nightwish dude? Name Nightwing the camp. Nightwing, yeah, Nightwish. That was the, that that's was the camp. that's the name of the camp, Camp Nightwing. That's um, right. What do you mean, witch? The oh, girl, Ruby. The 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 girl. Ruby Lane. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she was she was kind of smoking, right? Well, that's why the guy um, was like basically dry humping her. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she was normal. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that the that a lot of the gore effects in it were absolutely fin- fantastic, and mixed with the VFX, absolutely awesome. Like, yep. I agree. I, I had a hard time picking out uh, <laughs> any kind of flaws, and uh, they had quite an effects crew on this. I think they had 10, 10 people. Uh, but the one guy that was uncredited, but is credited, is mentioned, I guess, on IMDb, is Robert Kurtzman. So he was probably something like a liaison kind of person to uh, to overlook kind of what was going on with the effects crew and, and things with this. So, um, yeah, I mean, they were spot on. All the effects, all the makeup I thought was great. Uh, I didn't, usually I'm picking out some continuity issues. Uh, the one cut on the side of the neck was was the one thing that I, that I kind of noticed. But other than that... Uh, I thought it was uh, done really well. Um, I think the BMW would have been towed by, like, the police would have had that car towed out of there. So that was something that was weird for me. Uh, I have the, the bathroom scene. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I thought the police officer was going to know more. I mean, he obviously knew, what, you know, a few things that were going on. I mean, he wasn't disclosing things. But I thought he was going to have a bigger role in what was happening to these, to the kids and stuff. Um, yeah. Axe in the back of the, or axe in the head was awesome. And I just thought that they put together a pretty good cast for this. Mm. They seem to be on, on par with their, with their acting skills I agree. and stuff. Um, the lighting, 
the lighting reminds me of of me looking at you guys right now. Like Tim's got like a blue screen. Adam's got like a nice red in the background. We got kind of a grayish red for for uh, for Josh. And then uh, I'm uh, you know every scene seemed to have really vibrant colors, um, and it wasn't neon. There was some neon in there, but it was I, I like that. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't too Joel Sh- Schumacherish, but it was uh, it was kind of a nice. Uh, it's definitely yeah. not Schumacherish. It, it was very. No, it reminded me of like a Stranger Things. Kind absolutely, of thing. absolutely. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys, we're gonna hear from a friend of ours that they cast from the coast. We're gonna be back in one minute, guys. Tim, let's talk about some trivia time, shall we? You didn't. You didn't sing the oh, thing. Okay, well, let me do this again. Let me do this again. Yeah, I can't, okay. I can't. Yeah, do it right. All right, it is time for do some right. trivia. Time. Thank you. So. As I said during that commercial break to you guys, um, I don't have a fake piece of trivia this week. Um, I didn't have time, and the one that I thought of was just too lame, and Josh would have like just seen through it like a thinly sliced piece of bologna. Or like so, a girl who bread, was thinly sliced bread. through a bread slicer. Right. Exactly. There we go. So, but the trivia this week is is pretty good. So... We'll start off. In the opening scene, the bookstore shelves are filled with Fear Street books with the author listed as Robert Lawrence. The letters RL, as in RL Stein. Uh, yeah. The Fear Street book the woman buys at the store from Heather is the wrong number. It was originally published in uh, 1990 on March 1st by Simon Pulse. It's the fifth book in the original Fear Street series. As Josh walks past Kate in the hallway, he recites one of the variations of the popular Konami code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start. Um, Skullface's costume was, believe it or not, inspired by R.L. Stein's Halloween Night 2 from the Point uh, Horror Book series, which, I'm sorry, I've seen a mixture of Ghostface and, and Aaron's wonderful Phantom. <laughs> but, I mean, look it up, it's probably the same. I thought his costume was dope, by the way. I loved how simple it was. Yep. The mask anyway. is dope as hell. Oh, it's great. Um, Despite the film's title, Fear Street, the movie is focused on the murders that happen in Shadyside as a whole. The actual street in the title has not been shown or even mentioned. Huh. Think about that for a minute. They haven't gotten that far yet. They want to do more. And if the popularity is still as, as big as it is right now, in a month or two, they'll sign on to do more. 
Uh, director and co-writer Lee Janik was a teenager in 1994 and drew from her own personal experiences for inspiration. Like the characters in Shadyside, she is also from Ohio. So this, this piece of trivia is something that Aaron mentioned earlier that I also noticed. Despite taking place in 1994, there are several songs which are played... Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage, More Human Than Human by White Zombie, weren't released until 1995, and Your Woman by White Town wasn't released until 1997. Machine Head by Bush was on their 94 album, but wasn't released as a single until 96, and Firestarter by Prodigy wasn't even released until 96. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't know this, this yes. This, this movie was based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street book series. Fuck off. That's Who's R.L. Stein? Didn't he used to have a show, win, win R.L. Stein's money? Oh, okay, that's a bad Canadian joke for anybody who's listening who's not Canadian. Ben Stein. Win Ben Stein's... Yeah, never mind. Okay. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, by a hawk who plays Heather, and Sadie Sink, who plays Ziggy, also appear together in Netflix's original series, Stranger Things. Uh, One of the posters in Dina's room is the 10th anniversary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which depicts Rocky Horror Horror Picture Show character uh, Barbie-style dolls on a four-tier chocolate cake. I didn't notice that. The opening scene is an obvious tribute to Scream, the camera work, and even the way he catches and stabs a girl, minor, if minors, mirrors the opening murder from Scream. This is hilarious. So, the art department tried to convince director, co-writer Lee Janik that a human head would not go through a blood bread slicer, but she was adamant it would. To prove her wrong, they bought a bread slicer and shoved a watermelon through it to show that it wasn't possible. And to their fucking surprise, it worked perfectly. And everyone in the production <laughs> office. I that that gets that, hey, that brings up a little bit of a, a thing that Adam and I were working on a, on a little show there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we got questioned about yeah. um, how a hand would burn. And the director was questioning us and didn't think that a hand would turn into what it, what I was trying to display to him. Um, So I offered to show him the picture of what a hand would be like under these circumstances. And what did he say, Adam? Oh, well that might, what what does he say? He said something like, well, that might be too much or something. No, he just kind of looked at us and he goes, I don't want to see that picture. I believe you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do what you do. Okay, thank yeah. you. I think I think at that point I was just kind of focused on building my prop. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That kind of brings me. That's perfect. Perfect example of of people not knowing until you actually try some stuff, mm. do some lab tests. Right. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Moving on. I have three pieces of trivia left. Uh, when the character with the axe, when the character, Tommy, when Tommy smashed into the door with the axe, night, night, night wing, um, the camera is placed on the floor exactly like Stanley Kubrick's, uh, did in the shining when Jack Torrance is trying to get, Oh, is trapped inside the fridge. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, that's I read that, and yeah, I read it wrong. Anyways, moving on. The scene near the end where they go to the supermarket is a tribute to Intruder, in which the character gets killed by a meat saw, and the character yeah. here gets killed in a similar way by a bread saw. And finally, in the film, Sarah Fear is the name of the witch believed to have cursed the town by the shady, shady side shady side sheriff's last name is good in the original fear street series there's an historical trilogy that explains the source of fear street's darkness and it begins between a family named good and a family named fear the feud began when the fears executed executed two good women for witchcraft oh. makes sense shouldn't have been doing witch stuff yeah, and that was yeah. trivia time trivia for Fear time. Street Part One. Trivia time with Tim. That was so loud in my headphones. I'm oh just, my gosh! Excellent. Okay, I'm gonna back up. Right on. Okay, gentlemen, it is now time for us to go around the table, give our final thoughts on the movie, and give it a review score tonight. I'm going to start with Aaron. We missed you. Come on, buddy. This, I, I thought this was a fun, well-rounded movie. Um, I thought that the effects were well done. I thought that the visual effects were well done. And I thought the writing was, was well done in it. Um, it had a pretty good flow to it. It was a little longer than I, than I expected and a little bit drug out. I thought at the beginning, um, but as I got, I, as I noticed myself getting more uh, involved with the film, uh, time didn't seem to uh, be much of a factor anymore because uh, I found myself caught in the whole plot and everything of, of the film. And and there was a couple. I got to be straight up honest. There was a couple times where I didn't know what was going to come up and what was going to happen. So sometimes, a lot of the time, I can. Uh, I can kind of foresee uh, where the writer is going with this and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I thought it was a well-rounded movie. Everything was, was done well. The, the, the uh, cinematography was good. Like I said, the makeup was all good. A little bit of few little continuity things uh, that I noticed. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I can't really say um, too terrible, too many terrible things about it, I guess. And uh, I didn't want to. Um, I wish I'd watched Goosebumps and other films back in the day to kind of compare this, I guess, Adam. Uh, I threw you a little a little bone there, Adam. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend it for people to check it out. Watch it. R. Yeah. He gives it an R. Yeah. Excellent. I was going to give it a PG, but then I thought, you know, I, I think people should see this. It's cool if they're into horror flicks or they're just starting their horror journey. journey. Excellent. Absolutely agreed. Tim. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what Aaron said. Um, I didn't have any expectations going into this. I didn't read any of the books. Um, I'm not necessarily the biggest goosebumps fan. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. It's just, it was, I was kind of beyond that when that all kind of became a, a thing. Um, so I went into this very much open-minded and blind and one of the things that um, 
I was pleasantly surprised with was some of the tone and vibe. It felt felt like Scream, and I love Scream. Um, but like, there's a lot of like kind of issues with this movie. Um, I felt like all the actors were really good at doing what they were doing, but they felt too modern to me. They didn't feel like they were 90s. 100%. Right? Like, it felt like a bunch of, like, you know... And I was looking up, because I do this when I I watch movies. I like to, you know, look up trivia and how old this person is and what movies that person's in. Do you know that Dina, the main character, in real life is 29 years old? And Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. That's I would never have guessed though. it though. I would never have guessed that either. No, I mean, she, not. yeah, she looked like wow. I thought she did a convincing 17, 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand what a lot of people are, are going on about. Like I, I'm just looking through, you know, some of the reviews and people are like saying that it's corny and, um, you know, um, this this didn't feel like it was the 90s. It should have been called, you know, Fear Street Part 1, 2021. You know what I mean? Like, it, it did feel like modern, and it felt like it was trying too hard. But at the end of the day, when I watch a horror movie, I want to have fun. And I want an interesting story. And when it was over, I was super excited that all I had to do was wait a week to see the second part. And, like... Like, I had fun with this movie. Um, And that's what horror is. Horror is mainly a bunch of, like, not everybody likes horror movies and people shit on horror movies. And some horror movies are really, really bad and cheesy and corny. And I know that's Josh's bread and butter. Josh (laughs) loves cheesy, corny movies. So I just, I I, I guess to to sum it up, I I really want to rate this a uh, a PG, but like Aaron, I, I I think people should give this a chance and watch it. So I'm going to give it an R. I recommend it. Sweet, good review. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Josh. Okay. I ranted a little um, bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Tim touched on it already, but the the biggest thing for me is it didn't feel like the 90s. Uh, you, you got the AOL chats. That was about all the real pop culture that I saw there. Uh, I think they could have ramped it up like they did in Stranger Things, and that would have gave me more of a 90s feel. And just the characters in general, they felt very modern. Um, uh, As far as the movie itself, it wasn't scary. Like, there was no scares. Uh, So, for me, horror films kind of had to fit into one of either two. They had to be so corny that they're fun or terrifying that it leaves an impression. So this one was shoehorned into the corn and wasn't corny enough to meet my standards of cheese. Uh, it was still very fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I can see why if you're here to be scared you can be disgruntled. And if you're here for just a cheese fest, you're going to be a little disgruntled. It, it again falls somewhere in the middle. And it's this weird transition of like teen horror. Now, Riverdale, in my opinion, does it poorly. And Sabrina does it very well. This is, again, somewhere in the middle. So I have to give it a PG just based on that. It, it For me, it doesn't check enough boxes to be 
cheesy enough for me to want to watch all the time. But it's a fun little movie, and, and maybe my impressions of the series overall will change when I see the other two. Um, but it has a lot of really fun parts, and it almost feels like anthology when you look at the different like monster characters. You, you see like the slasher character, and then the, the girl with the razors. Like She probably has a really neat story that could have been a movie all of her own. Right, so it, it to wrap it up. I'll give it a pretty good, a PG. Nice, another good review. Absolutely, it's not bad at all. <clears throat> all right, um, not to not to touch on everybody else's points to to continue on this. This movie is fun to me. I came into this movie like Tim, uh, but I know some fear street and I have some history with this, but I came into it. Like I said earlier in the discussion with little to no expectations, because there's just very few and far between adaptations nowadays, or what's supposed to be like the next great horror movie. I mean, this could have ended up being one of those ones that you see all the memes on the internet, the stupid ass memes going scariest movie ever made. Nobody ever makes it through the first 20 minutes. You know, the bullshit stuff. Right. And, and, and I hate that. I hate that. So, I liked the way that Netflix handled this. They said that they were going to do something and all of a sudden we got a trailer and it's being released. And that kind that kind of very quick to market knowledge made it like it pumped it up for me a bit. But I still went in with little to no, you know, expectations. I was like, "Ah, but I've been burned before." So, you know, I'm going to be careful here, right? But I went into this and I kind of I felt that this was one of those movies where I kind of had to turn my brain off a little bit just because I needed to enjoy the movie and I didn't want to overthink it and overevaluate it all the time. Scream is not a scary horror movie. It never was. First time I seen that movie in theater, it was just a good slasher flick to me. Wasn't scary, had some corniness to it. You know, Randy and Stu Mocker, their characters and their dialogue. It's fun. This movie really feels like that to me. It, it, it wasn't meant to be like the ultimate scary movie, but it was meant to have a couple shock moments with the effects work, which turned out really well. It had some, some decent dialogue to it. And the actors, my hat's off to the fucking actors. They nailed their fucking parts. They really did. The, uh, the main girl who played this, uh, Dina, uh, incredible. She was absolutely incredible. The two drug heads... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they were they were like my favorite when they were going on about shit and i felt the connection between the characters at the very end when they're when they're defending the two dead friends it felt genuine to me like it really did feel like when somebody said something about some crackhead who died at the store that they were insulted you know what i mean i got that feeling and i felt it too so I had a good connection with the characters in this movie, and I can appreciate that because I got that means that I got invested in their plight, their story, and what was going on. So it, all in all, that just that just means that it's a good movie for me, and and I was excited to see the sequels because you didn't see the trailer for the second one until the very end of this movie, and then they pump it up with fucking Alice Cooper and visuals of a summer camp movie, which is the ultimate horror franchise for a lot of us when it comes to slashers friday the 13th sleepaway camp all the great shit i'm i'm deathly excited for the sequel in that case so overall it's one of those movies that i just put it out there to people when whenever anybody's mentioned it online now i say it's worth it it's worth it turn off your brain for an hour and 45 minutes enjoy a horror movie 
and you can forgive, in my opinion, a lot of the inconsistencies when it comes to the 90s and stuff in this movie, because overall, the aesthetic visually was still there. So in the end, I'm going to definitely give this movie an R. It's it's a recommended movie for me. And 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 you know what? I, it's one of those movies now I just I tell people about it's on Netflix. Who doesn't have a Netflix subscription nowadays? You have a couple hours to spend on a rainy afternoon on a Sunday. Watch the fucking movie. You, you won't regret it, really. Unless you're really just like, oh, I need the most gory, extreme movie ever made. Well, then there's literally no pleasing you. So go check this movie out, in my opinion. There we go. That's three R's and a PG. That's a pretty good rating for the night, guys. I think uh, it's been a good discussion, you know, and we've had some people join us. Nobody's jumped in on the chat, but we've actually had quite a few uh, viewers tonight, which has been great. So thank you, everybody, for checking us out tonight and uh, joining us for our new live Twitch streams. The Twitch stream that you're watching right now will also be uploaded to YouTube, so it'll be made available there. Check us out on our Facebook page as well. So on YouTube, Misunderstood Our Company, Facebook, misunderstood our company we're also going to be producing a audio version of this for all the major podcasting platforms including google play itunes amazon music etc we're on patreon by the way open up your hearts and your wallets tim needs that coffee fix because he's he's he runs on caffeine that's what tim runs on so thank you once again <laughs> <And> everybody. sarcasm <laughs> caffeine and sarcasm thank you once again everybody from the bottom of our hearts and until next time josh just ready to watch some more lowbrow horror. Okay. And Aaron? I, I, I was cut by, by glass. That's what it was. I was cut by glass. I might as well stay with the whole cast and crew, right? They gave that line to the police. That's right. I, I was cut glass. by glass. Yeah. Cut by the glass. And Tim. Stay safe and stay spooky. Till next time. Keep it creepy, everybody. Good night.